0: ht smartcast you are listening to a mint production brought to you by HD smartcast hello and welcome to mint i am nasreen sultana you are listening to all things markets where i speak to experts analyzing the big trends moving the stock markets Global analysts are raising red flags on India's equity performance. They are gradually becoming uncomfortable about steep valuations and hence are cautious about allocation of funds despite India outperforming global peers in 2021 so far. Recently, Bofa survey showed global fund managers are no longer bullish on emerging markets and want to cut exposure in EMs in next 12 months as China fears weighed on sentiment. So, are Indian markets ahead of fundamentals? How will it impact liquidity? Will earnings justify the steep valuations? To discuss that, I'm in conversation with Unmesh Sharma, Head of Institutional Equities, HDFC Securities. Hi, Unmesh. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Nasreen.
0: So, uh, Unmesh, if I have to straight away ask about the valuations, uh, do you think Indian valuations the, uh, is making fund managers and uh, analysts like yourself uncomfortable? Uh, because, of course, we are trading at a very, very elevated levels?
1: So, uh, look, Nasreen, this needs to be seen in two contexts. One is that, uh, you know, if you draw a simple PE chart for the last 15, 20 years, it will look expensive on any parameter. Uh, However, uh, if you compare the earnings yield as compared to the bond yields right now, uh, what you will notice is actually that the markets are not that expensive. Uh, Of course, uh, they are definitely on the higher side of the mean. Uh, and that uh, leads to some amount of discomfort, yes. Uh, but at the same point in time, I believe, uh, we believe as a house, HDFC uh, Securities Research Team believes that there are pockets where value can still be found. It's on a relative scale. Uh, and hence, while uh, you know we believe a fully recovered FY23 PS150 will be in the region of 850 rupees or so, and hence the market is a little bit above 20 in that sense, uh, we still believe that, Uh, it is going to be a sector-specific, stock-specific kind of market. So there is some discomfort on the aggregate level of, uh, uh, of valuations, but at the same point in time, we believe there are opportunities in the market as well.
0: Mm. but uh, as we speak uh, we we've seen that stock markets in india particularly have been at record high for a very long time mm. uh, especially in the month of september and the beginning of october but some mm. but somewhere now we see a bit of fatigue do you do you think that the bull market spirit or the bull run spirit that we have seen in the equities is kind of running out what do you think
1: So the answer is yes and no. In the short term, uh, yes, indeed, uh, there is a case of fatigue in the market, especially if you look at the way in which uh, the mid-caps have been reacting for the last few days. Now, let's see how long this continues. Uh, I think uh, there are a few concerns which seem to have come about. Uh, Bond yields uh, are globally starting to harden a little bit as the market starts to look towards uh, tapering uh, from the fed as well as uh, rising interest rates not just uh, in india but also globally uh, and what we've seen is that the this typically this type of uh, issue uh, tends to affect the higher p stocks a little bit more than otherwise and which is why you will see that the expectations on uh, earnings uh, uh, as well as uh, the reaction to that in case of a miss in high PE stocks is quite uh, quite large. Uh, so from that perspective, uh, there is some fatigue. Uh, we, however, do not uh, believe that the market is going to come off a cliff. So that's not our base case. Uh, we, however, believe that uh, high P stocks with low earnings contribution misses are actually you know, stocks which have high P's and low earnings contribution to Nifty are the ones where there is the largest amount of concern. And, uh, you know, as uh, we are starting to see uh, that, uh, you know, the base case was that inflation concerns are transitory. Some of that has, uh, you know, is now proving to be unfounded. I think some of the inflation concerns have uh, persisted longer than we thought. I mm. think there is definitely a little bit a little bit of concern on the market from that perspective.
0: Mm, right. We'll talk about inflation impact mm. on the earnings. Uh, yeah. But, uh, of course, a valuation conversation is incomplete if you don't take – Earnings, uh, uh, you know, in the picture. So we are uh, almost in the middle of the September quarter earnings yeah. season. What has been your takeaway? Are you are you completely uh, have they met your estimates, or there has been a bit of disappointment?
1: So far, so good. Uh, we've we've had a few misses, but I think on average, if you look at the way in which the earnings have come through, I think you have to take a sector specific view on that. Uh, Earning season in India typically tends to start with the larger companies and usually uh, on a relative scale, the better, uh, you know, the ones where, uh, uh, you know, uh, the the quality of management are better, large cap banks, uh, large IT companies. I think uh, while there has been some margin pressure, IT results have generally been net positive. Uh, We've seen uh, uh, staples on the other hand. There has been a miss on the margin side. Uh, You know, uh, the demand revival story of discretionary has played out. While there has been some margin pressure on, uh, you know, things like chemicals and cement. At the same point in time, I think net net, if you look at it in aggregate, so far earnings, uh, and I'm, you know, excluding oil because uh, yeah, of course, uh, yeah. So I'm leaving out oil. I think generally, uh, earnings have uh, come in line with expectations, which were reasonably positive. So from that perspective, I think earnings season have come up uh, come up to a good start. Having said that, I think there are a couple of things which have showed up in earnings which we will be keep a very close eye, especially as we get into the second half of the year. One is, uh, you know, the point I was making earlier, which is uh, how transitory is this inflation and how much will the margin pressure affect, affect earnings, uh, especially, uh, you know, because the second order uh, effect of oil prices mm. on freight, especially is something which is a little bit tough to, uh, tough to call the second is, uh, you know, which is a combination of what we heard on the earnings call of some of the earnings, uh, you know, consumer companies plus uh, is, uh, is the whole uh, pressure on the rural, uh, rural economy. There has been untimely rains in some areas. On
0: mm. top of
1: that, you know, uh, as we were coming out of COVID, we had a K-shaped recovery. So what we saw was uh, that the uh, salaried class, the urban class is the one which has recovered better than the rural Now, in that case, what ends up happening is that high inflation actually tends to hit the poorest Hmm. uh, more than, you know, the ones at the top of the pyramid. So from that perspective, the one big concern that we today have and we'll keep a close eye on is how does the inflation and the pressure on the rural economy actually affect companies going forward. So for the time Hmm. being, uh, you know, this this is the one concern which has come out.
0: See, commodity inflation um, had affected margin in the previous quarter also, uh, but – as an effect of that, to offset that, many companies, autos and consumer FMCG companies, they increase their uh, product prices, starting mm. from your shampoo prices, biscuit prices, to even car car prices. Now, what we've seen, uh, especially from those who have announced their September quarter earnings, is that probably they also hit volume growth. If you look at HUL, the volume growth was only four uh, percent. Do do you think that? especially in the rural segment where pricing is very, very key for any product, especially in the FMCG sector. Do you think because of commodity, the price hike uh, was not, uh, you know, because because the inflation, to offset the inflation, the price hike was there, but of course, it hit the volumes.
1: Okay. So, look, the consumer companies tend to take a balanced approach on this. You know, I used to be a consumer analyst myself. Now, looking at the way in which consumer companies have behaved for the last 20 years, I would like to say that they tend to take a guarded approach as to how they take the price increases. So, one is that, uh, and and this brings us to the broader point that probably the inflation concerns have come Hmm. too soon in the recovery cycle. Because, you know, the economic recovery continues to remain fragile, you know, no matter what people say. Uh, very early in the cycle, if you start to see inflation coming up, then it tends to create problems because you don't know how strong the demand recovery is to be able to tolerate that. So I think uh, uh, there, uh, there is a, a guarded and measured approach that the companies have taken. It has affected uh, volume growth for sure uh, mm. marginally. But at the same time, uh, I think the one point that we have to keep an eye on is how much of the inflation the companies will be able to pass on and hence will have to either take a hit on margins or will have to live with lower volume growth. Mm. You know, learnings uh, from this last cycle seem to suggest that eventually uh, companies will want to protect market share. So uh, we could see a quarter or two of weak margins uh, at companies which are targeting the bottom end of the pyramid. So we'll, we'll we'll have to keep a close eye on this as to what happens on the ground.
0: Mm. So, see, commodity inflation, uh, if you talk about the entire commodity basket, it's not only the crude prices or the key metals like aluminum and uh, zinc, which has increased prices, but even smaller, uh, you know, object in the basket like milk products have also increased, yeah. which infects your consumer confectionery products. So, overall, do you see that because of commodity inflation, the margin squeeze, as you said, that probably this quarter, but do you think that this is going to be a far big, uh, you know, bigger pain uh, for FY22 because markets have been penciling in a good econ- uh, earnings recovery to support the high valuations?
1: Uh, answer is yes, it could be a concern. Okay. Uh, I think I'm talking top-down as well because consistently, The view which came out of central banks globally not just in India was that inflation is transitory to a large extent uh, while, you know, uh, inflation is a very, very wide term. And I think it's very difficult to uh, club everything together, Uh, you know, oil, uh, aluminium, some of the metals have different drivers, uh, you know, coal, for example, different ways in which the inflation is playing out. However, uh, the net effect, of course, is negative. Uh, Also, uh, I think uh, what is happening as a result of this is that there is a dual impact. One is that as the market starts to believe that the inflation is not transitory, it is something that becomes sticky in inflationary expectations, which creates a problem for central banks. So at the macro level, it's a problem. And then at the micro level, uh, it affects things, not just by directly increasing prices of inputs, but also the second order impact of freight uh, and, uh, you know, uh, 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 affecting the uh, the income levels of the ones at the bottom of the pyramid. So we believe that it's turned out to be uh, slightly more concerning than we had thought maybe a month ago, uh, the stickiness of inflation, I mean. Uh, and that is, that is definitely something that we'll have to keep a close eye on. Uh, it's not something where uh, we, uh, and in fact, it's reflected in our model portfolio as well, where we have Mm an underweight position in the staples. Uh, It's been there for a while, but this is one more reason to do that.
0: Okay, so you're not betting on the festive demand as well?
1: Uh, On the discretionary side, uh, we will see, uh, you know, what is today, you know, the fancy people call it revenge consumption. Uh, (laughs) We are seeing signs of that. Uh, I, uh, I, I had thought that autos would be the beneficiary of that, but then obviously other problems like the semiconductor shortage is creating issues there. But we will see a spike up in, uh, uh, in festive season for sure. Uh, but that's at the discretionary level where this happens. Uh, while the problem of higher inflation affecting livelihoods as well as uh, margins for the companies is really much more concentrated on the staples in our view so uh, okay. i think uh, i think uh, that disc- that differentiation uh, needs to be made i think staples are the ones which will get affected more than the than, than the discretionary companies in view.
0: okay see going forward uh, there is a bit of concern that probably rbi along with the other global central banks may also start increasing the interest rate high uh, so at this juncture how discomforting or how difficult will it be for the stock markets because a valuations are high and secondly the low interest rate regime that we've been in the last one and a half years that also kind of gets uh, out of the way so how does it pan out for markets when we have high valuations and also interest rate starts picking up
1: so uh, so the answer is in two parts uh, whenever we have a change in the cycle. Uh, which is the uh, change in direction of interest rates? And it could be at the, both ends of the cycle, up as well as down. Uh, the big concern is twofold. One is on the macro front. What you don't want to see is uh, increased extreme volatility, like we saw in 2013, which is which was called famously the Taper Tantrum. Uh, and then the second part is the effect, uh, the effect of higher interest rates on inputs into valuations, uh, and uh, and directly on earnings. So uh, I would say there are uh, there are these two different types of impacts that you see, macro as well as micro. On the macro front, we believe that the lessons from 2013 have been learned both at the US Fed level as well as with the RBI. And you can see that uh, there is an increased focus on forward-looking commentary both by the uh, Fed as well as the RBI. And... Uh, to give credit to the fed i think they have managed the transition to looking at the uh, you know the reduction in bond purchases extremely well so now our base case assumption at hdfc is that uh, the taper is expected to begin by november and december and you can see that there has not been a very significant increase in volatility uh rate hikes remain a slightly uh, bigger conundrum uh, expecting you know the first part of that happening somewhere in the second half of next year now, so far, I'm talking you about the U.S. Fed. Uh, in India, uh, expecting some of this uh, bond deals have started to harden, if you see, if you notice, not just globally, but also in India. Yes. Uh, currently, I don't think we are at the point at which people are building the 6.2%, 6.2%, 6.3% government, uh, you know, uh, 10-year bond deal into the valuation in a big way. Uh, 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 But at the same point in time, once it starts to get closer to 6.57, I think that is when the concerns will start to show up uh, So on the valuation input. As far as individual companies uh, uh, are concerned, uh, high-debt companies obviously will start to get affected at the margin by this. Uh, At this point in time, uh, 25 to 50 bps kind of hardening on uh, rates on uh, rate sensitives where, uh, you know, people take loans to buy products, for example, real estate or autos. I don't think we are there to uh, have a major grave concern on that front. Not yet.
0: Okay. okay.
1: Uh, but at the same point in time, that's something we'll we'll take a look on. I think the macro issue is bigger than the micro issue on this one.
0: So one last question, uh, what is your overall uh, outlook on the markets, both for the large ones and the mid caps, uh, mid and small caps? Uh, for maybe the year end, like FY22 end, are we second half, uh, do, you see, do, you, do you see the markets behaving like you know, being at the elevated levels as far as, as far as the index level goes? Or you see that there's a bit of correction and then we move forward?
1: No, look, uh, unless it's a 2,000-point correction, there is no correction because 10% is something. So do I see a 2,000-point correction? Answer is not really. Mm. Uh, uh, not till end FI22 because that's the time timeframe uh, we are working with. Uh, mm. uh, what uh, what we can say is that, look, if 850 uh, uh, is the NFT EPS for FI23 and we are at 20 times, a little bit over 20 times, then uh, there is not much headroom on either side, to be honest. Uh, At the same point in time, are we expecting a major liquidity event globally uh, between now and end of FI22, or expectation of something like that happening? I think the answer is no. So what you are are finding yourself uh, is, what we are definitely saying is that there is not good. We cannot see a very sharp movement up or down, uh, and hence uh, a thousand point up or down is something that would probably be our base case. Uh, the cross factors within this are, uh, you know, if festive recovery ends up being smarter than what we think today, uh, offset by uh, the uh, what we see uh, as the inflation concerns, which are which is probably the top of mind at this point in time. So, you know, it remains a stock pickers market. We uh, we've behaved like this for the last two years. Uh, we believe economy facing sectors could see uh, surprises. uh, We believe value and sector rotation to rotate into value would be the way to play this. Uh, Regarding your question on small cap versus large cap, look, uh, our model portfolio is sector agnostic. Uh, We, uh, you know, in some cases, we like the large caps better, for example, IT, uh, on relative valuation. In some other cases, it could be the other way around. So uh, uh, we don't look at, small versus large as, as a criteria. But I think what we'll do is we'll continue to play relative value and avoid very high P/E stocks.
0: All right, Mesh. On that note, thanks a lot for joining us and uh, sharing those insights. We wish you a very happy Diwali.
1: Thank you. Happy Diwali to you too, and thanks for having me, Nasreen.
0: Thank you. For feedback, you can write to me at nasreen.s at or you can reach out to me on Twitter at nasreenstory. Story. You can also reach out to us at htsmartcast. We are present on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And to listen to more podcasts like this, you need to log on to www.htsmartcast.com. <laughs>